Hello, hello, comadres. Welcome back to For Real, For Real. This is your comadre, Paula. And today, we have a very special guest. Yesenia. Hi. Oh, well, it's like I'm saying hi to myself. I'm saying hi to y'all, but my name is Yesenia, by the way. So this interview is exciting for me for more than one reason. Number one, Yesenia is my cousin. And we haven't seen each other in years, years. dude. Literally. Like, We've been connecting over social media, yes. which I'm so thankful. Yes. We started reaching out. So that's been really nice to be able to, uh, I guess, recreate that relationship. Yes. Now as adults, before we were forced to. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because I was on the right here. I'm like, it's crazy how like me and you were like fighting a lot when we were little kids. And I think it's because we were the same. We're, we're exactly so the same much age. alike. Yes, we're exactly the same age. You're like a couple months Older than me, and she would remind me that when we were kids. Did I? Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> she used to tell me she was older because she really was, you know, so I had to listen to them. If not a family, I think that was really important because I remember getting picked on from other cousins of ours about the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't remember doing it, but now that you mention it, we did have other cousins that really liked to kind of to hold use, their age over us. Yes. Maybe because we all used to be made to babysit each other. Yes, like if you were one year so. older, that qualified. Like literally. I used to, yeah, because I used to babysit all of me, Madrina Alma's kids, which mm -hmm. Big A is like two years younger than me. And I, mean, I babysit him and all his siblings. Yeah. So just so you guys have an idea. We have like a really large family. Mm -hmm. We come from our, so from my dad's side, her mom's side, mm -hmm. they are my dad and her mom are siblings. There are, how many freaking kids? Like 15? I think it's 15 of them. We've done the math so many times and every time I forget. So there's 15, 16, 17 of them, right? And let's say the minimum of kids for each family averaging about five kids. Yes. Five to the most is what? Seven kids? Uh, six. 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 Mm -hmm. So, I, so let's say four. Let's say four to six was the average between families. Now think of it like family reunions were crazy. The biggest concentration of them are uh, we're in chicago which mm -hmm. is where where we were both at we have some in like uh texas mm -hmm. and i think that was it yeah for this for this side of the family it's just san antonio was and then like we had an uncle that was in mexico yeah but, um he would come out here too but yeah so the majority was in chicago yeah so there were a lot and then each of us had like a twin like a like a like um a, a, a cousin twin or cousin yes. age and in, in age yes. yes for us it was three it was you Myself and Baldo. Yes. And, and then, but we hung out with Lisette, which was a year, older, a year than, older than us. Yeah. So it, so Lisette has a daughter. Us, and you guys met Lizzie and Alma that were, oh, well. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So before we get going, so Yesenia, is, again, she's not only my cousin, and the other exciting part is we're actually filming, we're recording together yes. in person. So Yay. that's really exciting. We're uh, vaccinated. That, yes. <laughs> And all y'all who don't agree, shut your mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take your opinions is. elsewhere. Um, so, so Yesenia, like, give, girl, give them your stats. Okay, so my name is Yesenia. Hi, y'all. Um, and I am a uh, co-host of Café con Canela podcast, which Paula was on one of our first episodes of Café con Canela. Uh, we just filmed, well, we just aired our season finale of season one. So I'm really excited. I was really excited about that. And um, so that's kind of like, was it that that brought us together, your podcast? No, it was before your podcast that we started talking. Yeah, you were reaching out. We were kind of just chit-chatting. Yeah. But then I was, I think I, there was a podcast that I had. And I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I used to 
promote it on Facebook and put put some more information out there. And there was a there was a podcast, uh, and it was in regards to infertility and pregnancy loss. And I had you you reached out to me and Lizette actually oh, reached yes, out yes, to yes, me. Yes. Uh-huh. The, one of your well. episodes. No, wasn't it one yes. of your episodes? Yeah, the, yes. the second episode or something. Mm-hmm. It was one of our very first but episodes. Before that, you had reached out to me because I was running for office. Oh, yes, yeah, support, you know. That's how I, that's how you were like, oh, um, I have a podcast. I think that's what I've seen. Anyway, so yeah, so I don't even know where we were going with that. <laughs> that's going to happen that's, a lot. That's a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of my conversations, yeah. they, they start somewhere. They oh, just so we, we were saying about Lizzie and Alma. That, so they were on my podcast of Café Cucanela. Mm-hmm. And so Lizzie is the older, older cousin. And then it was Baldo. And then you. And then me. And then Alma. So I was telling Paula that when we were younger, she would tell me that like Lizzie and Alma, I mean, Lizzie and Paula were paired up and then me and Pochis or Alma were paired up because we were the younger ones. But at the time, I love you, Alma, I love you. But at the time, Alma just seems so young to me, like, because I thought she was like Diana's age, which Diana is Paula's sister. So like we were all interwined. We used to say that like the, that the, that our parents would like compete, like one had a baby, then the next one had to have a baby. I mean, Let's be honest. I, you see people now that have baby fever. I don't think that was a term before. <laughs> but there's so many of us, and we're all so close, close. in age. Mm-hmm. Like, like legit, everybody has, like, a like a like not a birthday twin so much, but, well, actually, no, one of my brother and Alma, they literally have, they're the same age, and they both have June birthdays, oh, and really? they're days apart. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so. But, yeah, I knew, yeah so they're the same age. Mm-hmm. So Me it's just, um. so, yeah, there's there's just, there's so many of us. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so I'm excited to be able to have her on. We've been talking about working together and doing things. But so long. you should definitely um, know about Cafe Con Canela because every time that they post an episode, we let you know about it because yes, it's a good, really good, do. very informative. She talks a lot about what's going on in her community as well as other very serious issues. And just like I opened up about our infertility and our pregnancy loss, you all deal with a lot of issues and they have different people to come and share their personal experiences. So if you haven't yet, please go and listen to them. They're on a, they just started their hiatus, but I hear there are great things to come. So today, <laughs> Yesenia's um, joining us, but don't be shy. What else? I mean, she this girl has accolades, guys. Uh, I hate talking about myself. So, um. but yet we have <laughs> we have podcasts. <laughs> I know, right? And I could go on and on. No. So um, recently, I have. Became accustomed with uh, the, the the app TikTok. I don't know if y'all are aware of TikTok. I make videos there on there. Um, you may want to check them out at Yesenia Carrion. I have two pages, actually, so you can check them both out. But at Yesenia Carrion and at Call Me Yes. Um, and they're hilarious, <laughs> by the <laughs> way. You. I think that was, we stopped talking again for a little bit, and that was one of the ways I think I, I reached out to you, because I was like, oh, my God, I just saw your video in XYZ Place. Oh, really? Yes. I don't even remember. And then yeah. even my daughter was like, Mom, that's your cousin? <laughs> Wait, does that mean I'm related to her? She's TikTok famous. And so I was like, don't worry, honey. When she comes over, I'll have her give you an autograph, and I'll make her record a TikTok <laughs> with you. Let's do a TikTok together. You know, for clout. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because today we had uh, a vaccine event uh, in my neighborhood and one of the girls, a girl in the, in one of the patients that came in, she's like, Hey, she's like, are you on TikTok? And I started laughing. I'm like, I am. She, I follow your page. Oh my God. I love your videos. I'm like, Oh, thank you. So I went back to the table. I'm like, so I guess I'm kind of like a big deal or something because (laughs) 
<laughs> I just got recognized, but I'm just plain. I, I get so awkward. I, I don't even know what to respond to that, you know? I feel kind of bad now because I didn't even ask her her username. I should have. I Afterwards, I'm like, damn it, I should have asked her for her username or you something. You live and you, you learn. Know? But, yeah, so aside from that, I'm an actor in Chicago or trying to be because with this pandemic, I've, like, literally, I can't even remember the last audition I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been in... All of the Chicago, like Chicago yeah. Fire. Fire PD. I recently did an episode on PD, and it was so much fun, and um, it was exciting, and I, my role was actually kind of cool. I mean, it was, it was like five lines, but it was pretty cool, but they cut it out, <laughs> which hey. happens a lot. Um, but I've done um, Empire. Um, actually, the first show that I ever did any kind of work, like background work, actually, was ER. Oh, so, so long ago. Yes. Um, that was the very first show that I did, like, background work for. So it was kind of cool. But yeah, that so. is so cool. Yeah. I didn't, well, I knew you always wanted to do it. And funny enough, you know, I always wanted to act. Yeah, I remember. As I said, we were, like, so much alike. We I mean, did. We, we, played, we both played, uh, we were both on swimming. We both played soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you were p- probably a cheer, cheer, cheerleader too, right? Or palms or something. Um, in grade school, they didn't really have, it wasn't like a serious I didn't have it in, in, we didn't have it in grade school. school at all. We had it in high school. Yeah. So I was on palms in high school, like a dancer, but. I mean, yeah, no, they did. I think the girls in high school <laughs> did it. They just wanted the uniform. We weren't actually <laughs> doing anything. They actually did like the gymnastics and we did, we did um, the full routines mm-hmm. in, in grade school. So. When we got to high school, I was so excited, and there were it, it just wasn't a thing. They didn't even have a gymnastics team, so mm. um, I did more like uh, volleyball. I played. Uh, I did volleyball, softball, swimming, uh, soccer. Year. But I, soccer was like my thing, mm. and I played that up until I was pregnant with Nicole. I was still playing. Oh, really? Playing and coaching. Oh, yeah. Nice. Playing and coaching. I tried that a few years back, and um, I said, you know what? This is just not my life's journey anymore. <laughs> I'm too old and just, you know, too big. Yeah. So we're not doing this. It was hard. I mean, I, in high school, I had, even in high school, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of like a rough sport because some of those girls were, like, rough, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I played it. I never was, like, amazing at it because it, it was never my sport. I did it just because I liked the girls that were on the team because it was, like, old. they were older girls, and we used to smoke in the so bad we used to smoke <laughs> i heard your last episode i know what you were doing <laughs> um yeah so now i'm gonna i'm glad my mom doesn't listen to this <laughs> i know but uh, that yeah. is, i mean and again i learned a lot i learned i was like wow really really i was bad for a while you were a I wild child i went through my stage i, I felt did. like a nun listening to that <laughs> I am often. You know what, though? I think it's because, well, one, yeah, you were, I mean, your parents were always pretty strict. Very strict. See, my parents are strict, but I didn't mind getting hit. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Like, I, I, it was a a lecture. I think it was the lecturing. I, I, my parents were strict and for the most part I listened, but when I lied so bad, don't, don't lie guys. If if we have anybody under the age of 18, don't lie to your parents, even like 24, 25, don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, I put myself in a lot of dangerous situations. I never did. Like a lot of times I, I was, I think, smart enough not to do. I think sometimes things. we think we're smart. No, no I'm saying like not, looking <laughs> back, I, I'm glad that I actually had like, OK, I'm not going to do that. But I still put myself in dangerous situations, you know, um, yeah. where I shouldn't have been there. Yeah. No, I mean, it happens. And as we as you say that, I'd actually like to mention that just the, the elephant in the room. We live in. Well, I live in the suburbs of Chicago. You live in? On the southeast side of Chicago. So it's rough neighbor. I mean, 
Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. It's not as bad as other neighborhoods, but it's not. Yeah, and I grew up in back of the yard, mm-hmm. Chicago, which was a rough neighborhood coming up. And so with that being said, the reason I'm bringing it up is because we've had a lot of unrest. Right now we are seeing the uh, trial uh, in regards to George Floyd's murder happening in uh Minneapolis right now, or I'm sorry, Minnesota. And as that trial is happening, we just experienced the shooting um, of Dante Wright, 20 years old, driving in the car, got stopped for, there's different things that have come out, uh, an air freshener in the rearview mirror, but apparently there was also a an outstanding warrant, which now turns out that it was because he was smoking marijuana and then at some point he moved, didn't receive the the paperwork, stopped paying the ticket. So then there was a, a warrant out for, out for his arrest. Apparently, allegedly, there's also maybe he tried, I don't know if it was robbery. All I, all I like, again, I tell you guys about research. Do your own research. Don't take the information other people give you for granted. But from the research, from the reading I have done, there was a warrant out for his uh, a warrant out for his arrest because he stopped paying on that marijuana ticket, which is infuriating. Because what are we all seeing with marijuana right now? It's legal in so many capacities in so many different states. So now this man um, lost his life because of something as stupid as that. And yeah. then you have a veteran officer, which I'll say this right here: I am not anti-police. However. There definitely has to be some accountability because you can't just say, I made a mistake, you wipe your hands, and yes, they put their hands, their lives on the line. So appreciative of that. And, uh, but, but, but right is right and wrong is wrong, and the way that this young man lost his life was, was just awful. Yeah. Coming off of, of, off of that, in, this week we had the, the killing of um, Adam Toledo, in Little Village in Chicago, 13 years old, who was out, yes, at 2.30 in the morning, out with older boys, doing things that he probably shouldn't have been doing, was chased down by police and ultimately shot and killed. I've seen a lot of victim blaming and a lot of going after his mom. And one thing I'll tell you, Growing up, I don't know like specifically where you grew up when you were growing up, but we grew up back of the yards. It's pretty rough, and knowing that and like what you said about my parents being strict, and I don't think I put myself in like you know precarious situations on purpose. But I was just talking to my husband about this, and I was like, man, I dated boys, right? I mean, the neighborhoods you grew up in, you're attracted to certain people, and there's just certain people around, and that's you know whatever. That's who you end up with. And I, I was in situations, I was like thinking, oh my gosh. And again, I wasn't allowed out. I wasn't out wiling or doing anything nuts. But I, thinking back, I'm very lucky that I'm here. And I didn't purposefully put myself in those situations. Now, on the other hand, my husband grew up in Little Village. He actually said the area where this happened, he lived blocks away from there. He used to hang out. He is very lucky that he didn't catch a stray bullet either from the police or from gangbangers in the area and just simply blaming parents and his parents love him very much yeah but he was going to he was just you know he was just 
a part of his environment. Yes. And a lot of the times that's what it is. And instead of like criticizing young people like this, inst- what programs are there? The city mm-hmm. isn't funding a lot of programs for these kids to have an alternate place to go instead of just, well, he was a bad seed. He just, he, you know, he got what he deserved. And yes, the officer's life is obviously extremely important, but a lot of the times in areas like this, shots are fired before chances are given. Exactly. Like we see so many other, we have uh, Kyle Rittenhouse who literally had an assault rifle. He's taken alive. I see, yep. Did you see the video of that older man who had the cop's arm um, like in the window and he took off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That man still alive. Yeah. I, it, it, and that's, I think that that's what upsets me is that when right away um, they say, but he had this or but he had um, a warrant. Uh, there was a warrant for his arrest or but he had a misdemeanor, misdemeanor but he, there's a picture where he's sh- throwing up gang signs. I don't care. <laughs> what they had. I don't care if they're gangbangers. I don't care what they did or if they should be in jail for whatever reason, they still should be alive. And that's the big picture here is like that they were not given the chance to be put in jail or to be um, brought, um, put in court or, or to face charges for whatever. They're, they can't even do that because they're dead. And they sh- that's what's wrong. They should not be dead. And yeah. And why is it that these, uh, I mean, uh, just the video, I'm sure you've seen the video. It's just upsetting because it's like this little boy had no chance. Like he did what the police officer asked him to do and was killed. Again, you know? mom is a, was, is a single mom working. It's not that she was neglecting and her child. It's the fact that the mom shouldn't even be brought up into the conversation like and that's what I'm saying like there that besides the point yes of why he, he should have been home it doesn't matter it yeah. doesn't matter he shouldn't be dead that's yeah. that's that's the issue he shouldn't be dead and putting it on parents like I get it like trust me everybody there everybody can 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 I'm sure the mom wishes she would have done things better that day or whatever it is like <laughs> trust me I'm sure it's killing her you know yeah. but no, there, there's so many instances, like I said, from personal experience, like knowing my like husband and other friends, sometimes their parents are just, they have no more recourse. If they go exactly. to the police, they know that they're not going to get any help or they're, they don't want their kids arrested or they're, there's nothing that they'll do for them. For example, we have the case of um, Aisha Nava Mireles in Los Angeles, California. She went missing on March 28th of 2021. Mom does not speak English. The police said that this was a suicide and just deferred the case. Mom had to go out there and investigate. She found a piece of her glasses and other artifacts, and she's not getting any help. She was not even, she speaks no English. She was not even offered a translator. And so, so our communities are just facing trauma after mm-hmm. trauma. Do they go to the police? Do they not? This mother, Adam Toledo's mother, had reported a missing before. After you do that so many times, you're either not taken seriously or yeah. you, it's just sometimes you just honestly don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You don't know where to go. And, and could this, would this officer's life be on the line? 
yes, perhaps, right? He was scared. I keep hearing this whole idea of a second, a millisecond, where he, um, you know, this this young man was holding a gun, dropped it, and wasn't. And we could see the stills of the video. Obviously, the officer could not. And, but the the, the thing is, these officers have training. Mm-hmm. We as civilians do not. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen, have you seen that meme where it says, we are, are told and expected to be calm while having a gun in our face, mm-hmm. and yet an officer can fear for his life, shoot, and ask questions later. Yeah. yeah. And we're supposed to remain calm, yet police when officers do not. And again, this isn't bashing on... on and it's not all police. No, it, it's not. It's just th- to have your minds open and be open to the idea that there are even a lot of officers speaking up and out about this, that they're not all like that. And I truly, truly believe that we went through a horrible situation not too long ago where the assistance of police came in and it was just, the, the help was so appreciated. And um, I actually put together a basket and I took, this is pre-COVID, put together a basket and took it down to the station and just with a bunch of like, you know, close mm-hmm. snacks and just things like that because I was appreciative. They're, they came out, yes, it's their job, but I wanted to show my thing. So mm-hmm. don't get this wrong in any yeah. way. However, there are people policing our streets that should not. And things like qualified immunity, talking about defunding the police, that's going to do nothing. Abolishing the police, that's going to do nothing. And that's, I don't think that those are the answers. But there are very smart people looking for answers. And I think that if we all stop being so closed-minded and actually opened up to different possibilities, we could all work together. And maybe that's a little bit too idealistic. But... This can keep happening. Yeah. In the same breath, I hear a lot of people saying, well, why are you defending this little gangbanger when a day after the video of this young man's death was posted, uh, another young lady, 17-year-old Lidia Jimenez, also in Little Village, blocks away from this where this young man lost his life. She was also uh, shot and killed. She was sitting in a car going, uh, I don't know if it was to school, she was going somewhere. And she lost her life. And yes, it's awful. And there are many, many names like that, not just in Little Village and not just in Chicago, across the country where we lose people to Mm -hmm. gun violence, to gang violence. And it's not to say that they don't deserve anything. If you were actually to pay attention, people are making a change. Mm -hmm. In Little Village, they've been protesting. They've been trying to figure out what is it that we do. In back of the yards, there's a young man named uh, Berto. Aguayo, I'm sorry, I hope I got his name correct. He ran for office, right? Yes, and he started a group, Increase the Peace, and he has a lot of these young people. So not only is he talking the talk, but he's actually out there trying to make the change Mm -hmm. and trying to show these other kids. He was once in a gang. He was once in this kind of trouble. He was offered the opportunity, so he decided he was going to do something to give other kids a chance, Mm -hmm. a second chance, and try to help them out. If we don't give these kids other avenues, there's no way, there's nowhere for them to go than to continue on the path that they're currently on. And yeah. we have no right to discriminate, to to judge what their trials and tribulations are when even for myself living in areas like that, I can't judge and say I live in a completely different world right now. And for me to go and try and judge well, what, the, what the mother yeah. should have done, there's, I have no place. Yeah, I no, I get it. Yeah, I um, like and and I think that that's the main focus that where it should be is like, I I agree. There, you're we're not gonna get anywhere trying to defund the police. I, again, I have a lot of friends and fa- and family that are 
police officers. And I think that the police police officer uh, poli- being a, doing police work is a lot of work. You're hard work. You're putting your life on the line. I totally get it. I can't imagine being married to a police officer because I'd be worried that they're not coming home every night. Um, at the same time, then there needs to be either more training or more um, uh, programs for the police as well. I, I you know, what, whether it's, I don't know. I, I mean, it's something I know, I think that it's frowned upon right now for police officers to get their therapy or uh, that kind of work or help. Like, why, why aren't they mandated to do this? Like, it should be something that is put in place for police officers. They're putting themselves on the line. And, and I think that if they're going out on the streets and are fearful for their life, are they trained? Are they being trained how they're supposed to be to be out there? I don't know. You know, yeah. um, there's no reason why somebody should be mixing up a taser and a gun. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. like there's been cops. Have you, you know, seen the videos where they're like, this is my t- t- this is my gun on my dominant side. This is my taser on my non-dominant side. Like the weight difference. Yeah. I've never held a gun, so I can't speak to that or a taser. So I've I've held both. And I mean, I can't not at the same time. So I can't speak on that. You know what I mean? Like from my remember. But I remember my friend, a, a police officer. I asked him about the taser. There's like a, another step. And I don't know like how it is, but like you know that it's a taser. Like, you have to, like, flick. Like, he said, like, the way that he you bring it up, like, um, I guess, like, there's, like, a, a knob or a, a something that you have to move in order to tase, you know? Like, so, I, I just don't get it. I yeah. don't get it. No, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we're not going to solve these problems. <laughs> but it's just, like, again, I we were having a really nice conversation before mm-hmm. this, and I think... Uh, it, it would be, be a disservice to not yeah. address something as as huge yeah. as this because we talk about celebrity news, we talk mm-hmm. about all kinds of different things, and to not give this young man and other people, like I said, you know, all these other cases. And I'll tell you one thing: I I do follow a lot of these stories. Well, while I may not post about everything, um, I do about so many, and it's because. I would like for others to be aware. Yes. I became aware of them at some point through mm-hmm. maybe looking at somebody else's social mm-hmm. media. So it's just unfortunate. And like you said, you know, we have family that are, are police officers. And we have, I have a cousin who who fought wildfires um, in California. Another cousin who's, there are um, a few family members in California. I have really good friends that are CPD that while all of the riots and everything was happening in downtown Chicago, the first thing that I thought about was them hoping that they were mm-hmm. okay, knowing that they weren't sleeping, they were working back to back shifts, and it's just the respect and utter admiration for everything that they do and that they choose to do this work to protect us all. But at the same, in the same breath, we just can't not look at what's actually happening out there because the way I would be treated in my neighborhood by police around here is not the same way my brown brother is treated living in the little village area. And I do think about that, and it scares yeah. me. My brother has dark skin. He, he's brown. You mm-hmm. know, he's he's brown. Yeah. My sister is, again, a brown girl. She mm-hmm. will be treated and has been treated differently than I have. And I've talked about this before, and it's just one of those things like, yes, life can't always be fair, but to have to fear for your family members because of the way that they look, because perhaps yeah. you're driving in a car that somebody might think, well, did you steal that? Because that's too nice of a car for mm-hmm. you to be driving. Yeah. And those are worries that I perhaps won't have to worry about. And so it's just sad. And 
and to not address it, I, I just couldn't do that. So I wanted to, like, I checked with yeah. Yesenia first. I was like, is this comfortable? No, for sure. And we, and I didn't see, I didn't know how you felt. No, and this could yeah. have gone totally, <laughs> totally different. But I mean, I believe in definitely even talking to people and debating in healthy ways. And, and even if somebody has a different opinion than I do, I can listen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I can respect. And I think mm-hmm. the problem, the breakdown is when people try to force others. Well, no, mm-hmm. he was a this. And okay, then that's your opinion. But also, listen, and I'll just end with, with this uh, before we move on. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of my neighbors posting oh, about the situation. Yeah. Now, I live very far removed mm-hmm. from where this occurred. And I'm thinking, okay. I get having a thought, but incessantly posting about this young man. And I was thinking, hmm. And I, I, and mind you, I know a lot of our neighbors and a lot of their kids, and I'm thinking, wow, you, one particular neighbor, you have a one child. I know what your child is doing online and the types of things that they're posting. Now I'm having consideration for them to not send it because somebody else could see it. Send it to the school. And now this child, as, you know, before they even hit high school, it, uh, we've seen kids lose their scholarships yeah. because somebody sends it in, right? Consideration for them, you opinionating on the parenting of somebody else. You have all of the influence and all of the privilege that living where we live affords us, and yet you have no idea what your child is doing. Exactly. exactly. And because of where you live and who you are, somebody, many somebodies are giving this child consideration and not sending these videos or doing these things um, to ruin this child's life. However, you find it perfectly okay to have opinions and say that this child deserved to lose his his life and that his mother should be charged because she was negligent and he was a gangbanger and he was out in the street when he should have been and if he was home, nothing would have happened. Your child is home and your child is posting And this is not the only one. So before we cast stones, let's stop and think about what's going on in our own homes with our own children before we go out and judge everybody else. And if you're not doing anything to help the situation, then shut up about it. Yeah. Thank you. Please. And we're done with that (laughs) because. Yeah, I will say I do want to say that these are the moments and, and it's sad, but like as we grow up now, we realize like. I'm so appreciative in the way that my parents were with me. And I'm so appreciative that they were so strict with me because they were strict with me, you know, and, and, um, all those situations that you heard about (laughs) in my old podcast, they were all when I listened to her season finale. Yeah. They were all when I was like 25, which is bad, you know, but like I I went through a stage, you know, through a moment where I was drinking a lot and partying a lot. I was over 21 though. And even then I was so scared of what my parents thought, you know? So it's like, I'm just so glad that. And yet, yeah, she didn't care if you hit her. I, I didn't care if she hit me. But I just didn't like the lecture. Is, was, is it, isn't it something about the lecture that makes you feel bad? Like you disappointed them? Like, yeah. like I preferred getting hit than, than getting the lecture and the disappointment of my mom. today's episode we're actually trying something a little bit differently we are taking some of your feedback today's episode was a really really good episode 
but it's also a little bit of a long one. So we're going to go ahead and break it up into three parts, but don't worry. Part two and three should already be up. So go ahead and listen. Let us know what you think of the new setup. All right. Catch you in part two.